This is Blaine Hill with the Simply Stated Podcast. For you, the Journey Sunday School class at Lake Murray Presbyterian Church. This season of the podcast is on Jesus' Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapters 5 through 7. Today, we're going to read the 15th through the 20 verses, 20th verse of chapter 7. I'll get some basic ideas of the passage simply stated, and we'll try to draw some wisdom out of the passage itself. But first, Jesus' teaching. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? In the same way, every good tree bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree, a good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will know them by their fruits. Well, let's start with the first thing. What is a prophet? What is a prophet? In the Old Testament, a prophet is someone who speaks on behalf of the Lord. A prophet can also be understood simply as a teacher. Not like a schoolroom teacher, but someone like Jesus no, not like Jesus. Jesus, who uh, teaches the people of God on God's behalf. So that's what he means by a prophet. We could almost substitute the word teacher. Uh, and then um, Jesus, a false prophet, is one uh, who teaches things that aren't true. Um, you might think of him as the wicked philosopher. I don't know, something like that. So what about these false prophets? Well, they come in sheep's clothing, but they're actually ravenous wolves. Uh, And it's important to note that these are not simply wolves who come and attack a flock of sheep. Uh, That's just straightforward predation. No, no, this, what Jesus is warning us of is an internal threat, uh, a deception by someone uh, who is teaching us. It's appetite that has been disguised and looks placid. Now, this idea of wolf, a wolf in sheep's clothing uh, is, is uh, kind of a cliche to us. Maybe it doesn't have that much power because we've heard it so so often and so casually, but it's a very vivid image. If you imag- imagine a wolf being able to sneak into a flock of sheep uh, somehow and the kind of damage and destruction it would do. This is another story of separation that Jesus uh, gives us here. We just read his teaching on the two gates and the two ways, that the way to uh, uh, eternal life, abundant life, is a road that few take, and it goes through a narrow gate, while the road to destruction is a wide and easy road with a wide gate. So once again, this is a story of discernment and, and, and picking between good and bad. I find that kind of interesting following on Jesus' uh, very strong teaching about not judging others. Yet here, he is clearly calling for discernment. He doesn't want us to walk around and walk into danger. Um, So this is a defense against false prophets, to be able to discern false from true. That's what he's trying to teach us. And then let me state again, the false prophet appear to be Christians. These, this isn't false teaching from outside. It's not physical threat uh, to the church, which Matthew's church uh, was to some degree facing. Uh, we could contrast to this uh, in part to 
Matthew's, uh, Jesus' teaching in Matthew on hypocrites. Uh, Jesus calls out hypocrites using a metaphor from the stage. Uh, earlier in Matthew's gospel, he says, don't be like the hypocrites who uh, want a lot of attention when they pray. Um, but the, the false prophets are different than the hypocrites. Hypocrites are goats in sheep's clothing. They don't have a place within the flock but they are not eating the flock. False prophets are danger disguised. Uh, this is a really challenging uh, thing for us to think about. I'm going to pick that up later and see what, 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 how we can talk about the danger of false teaching. Um, Jesus then switches from his word picture of a wolf in sheep's clothing among the flock, and he starts talking about fruit. Uh, the fruit are not Christian actions in themselves, pious or religious actions, but they, are, but they seem to be more the course and tenor of life, or perhaps even more so, they are what uh, Christian living produces uh, in us. We talked in our Sunday school class about the curious thing about um, this image is you can't make a plant to bear uh, bear fruit. That's its work. What we do with plants is we weed, we water, we fertilize, we tend, we prune, and that causes the plant to thrive and produce. But as Jesus points out, no matter how much you do that to a thorn bush, you're never going to get grapes or figs from a thorn bush. So uh, there's something at the root that we have to confront. Um, and uh, Really, that root, I believe, is the, the manner of life, the tenor of life, uh, and also the doctrine that we teach. Teaching, uh, and here's a great sign, some great ways to measure Christian teaching. Does it teach faith in Christ alone for our salvation, for experiencing abundant and eternal light, life? Or does it point us to a broader way? And most especially, does uh, someone's teaching point us to Christ crucified? And does it call for us uh, to do things that are hard? Here's a great example. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, Mount taught us to love our enemies. Chapter 5, verse 44, Jesus says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Um, it, it does a Christian teacher call for us to love our enemies? Or does, does a Christian teacher call us for us to hate our enemies? Um, I would say this is a helpful, here's a, something dangerous, I'll say, uh, might get me into some trouble. Let's see. Um, as we are evaluating Christian speakers, uh, particularly outside of church, um, when they're talking about politics and political issues, uh, do they reflect the person of Jesus who died on the cross and the kind of teaching where Jesus tells us to love our enemies? Uh, and to pray for those who persecute us. And if not, are they a true teacher? Um, that, that would, that's quite an interesting way to evaluate uh, public Christian speech. Uh, and, and I encourage you to, to check that out and, and see. Uh, it, it, use that as a, as a gauge for Christian speech to see what kind of fruit it's bearing. Does it bear the fruit of love or the fruit of hatred and division? So uh, that's doctrine, teaching Christ, faith in Christ alone. And uh, then we want to look at an ethical test, too. What, what kind of way of life uh, do people demonstrate? Do these uh, teachers demonstrate and do they, uh, do they teach? Put simply, 
do they call us to obedience to Christ's teaching? Uh, do they call us to obey the things that Jesus uh, commands of us? Uh, or do they... So that's a, that's a way to... That's how we evaluate the fruit of a teacher. Does it, does it lead us to, um, to, to, to adhere to the teaching of Christ himself? And then what does that actually bear in our lives? What, what, what actually emerges in our lives when we follow a Christian's teach, teaching? We had a very practical example come up in Sunday school class. Before the class, we were talking about running the Financial Peace University that Dave Ramsey, a, a sort of popular uh, and practical money guru, has put together. We've run the class in the past. And uh, what, what we just asked the question, what's the fruit of that class? Well, um, some people reflected, you know, there's sometimes people's marriages are saved because uh, they are able to eliminate some of the terrible stress of uh, finances in their life. And I know I shared the story that when uh, Laura and I took the class, it helped us to communicate because we talked about the things that were important to us for our family. It was an aid to positive communication, to increase our positive communication. And then if we ask what, what, fruit does that teaching bear well it is kind of in the the goal is in the title financial peace university to bring peace into people's life and and to ramsey's credit he he says the only way to truly have peace is to walk with the prince of peace by which he means uh jesus christ uh i guess if if he were to take a cue from uh this teaching he might point to jesus who died on the cross but he's got a radio program to run and maybe he's taken that as far as he can at any rate, fruit helps us to evaluate, evaluate a teacher. And uh, Jesus gives a very simple and direct metaphor uh, of how to discern a good and a bad prophet. Good fruit, bad fruit. This is a, a good place for us to remember that Jesus spoke to an agrarian society. Uh, grapevines and bearing trees were commonplace. They were just all, that's, that's where the food came from. It's likely that everyone participated in harvest in the field in the vineyard, in the olive grove. In a way, Jesus is talking about something that is so familiar to them, but not quite to us. When we talk about bearing fruit, we, you know, we might think of some tomatoes that we have in the backyard, many of us would, or seeing pe- peaches um, if you drive on, over to Lexington County. But when Jesus talks to his audience that day, and, and Matthew writes to the church then, uh, picking fruit was just a commonplace. Really, it's like speaking to us about our yard or traffic. It was an everyday, everyday thing. Jesus goes on and says that every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So this is a, certainly a shocking and, and a startling way for Jesus to talk. He is um, calling on his cousin. Uh, John the Baptist and his preaching, John the Baptist said almost exactly the same thing earlier in the Gospel of Matthew in the third chapter. Um, so we may not like to hear uh, the, the idea that our, um, our actions and perhaps our teaching have consequence, but Jesus is clearly indicating here that it matters. It is important to note that uh, when Jesus talks about things chopping down and being thrown into the fire, talking about destruction. He's not talking about moral categories. Uh, they're hugely important and bear fruit. But here he is specifically 
uh, talking uh, about um, false teachers, false leaders uh, in the church. Uh, he, so often I think um, that language uh, about salvation, about damnation, about heaven and hell, it, so often that sort of language in the church has been used uh, as uh, a carrot or as a, a stick around moral behavior. And that's hugely important. Jesus has just been teaching about how to behave. And, uh, but in this instance, Jesus is speaking and, and Matthew is emphasizing through Jesus' words the importance of the teachers. And we, I think we can assume the leaders in the church and those who lead others astray. Um, the last uh, verse is, Thus you will know them by their fruits. Jesus repeats himself. So we know what he has to say is important. Well, how, how do we make use of this passage? Uh, I, I think the first thing, and this may strike you as peculiar, the first thing we can do is say, well, Jesus has just been teaching us in the name of the kingdom of heaven. So he is inviting us to evaluate his teaching and giving us the criteria by which to evaluate it. He is saying, uh, here... Do these things. Live your life in this way, uh, and it will bear fruit. So the question first becomes for us, do we trust the benedictions and the, the gracious promises that Jesus begins speaking? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Um, in the Sunday school class, I handed out a little outline of the Sermon on the Mount. And I'm not going to read through that because it's impossible in a podcast. I, can, I will put it up on our website and try to get it out to the Sunday school class if you want to look at it. Uh, if you do get a chance to do that, I would encourage you to pick a particular area in your life where you have been or perhaps you would like to apply the teaching of Jesus and ask yourself, what kind of fruit does this bear? Uh, Jesus is talking about prophets, and he's the first prophet we see. Uh, let's start with him. He is inviting us to consider the value of his own teaching. So that's one practical application of Jesus' teaching, is um, to value what he, he said himself. Another is, this is, of course, a way to evaluate the Christian teaching that you hear elsewhere. Have you ever heard bad uh, Christian teaching or experienced bad Christian teaching, um, it can be very destructive uh, when uh, in the church and in people's individual lives. Uh, and, and it can bear bad fruit. Uh, and we talked in the class a little bit about that as well. So uh, th- that's how we use this passage is to evaluate the Christian teaching that we experience. The last, I would say, is for those of us who do teach, we must ask ourselves, what fruit is our teaching bearing? Now, uh, that teaching can be in a Sunday school class, but that's only a well, that's some of us, particularly with children. But as Christians, we are also teaching, uh, if we are our parents or grandparents, we are teaching something to our children. And, And as parents and grandparents, we are always teaching something to our children. And we have to ask ourselves, is that bearing good fruit or bad fruit? Uh, That's a a question we should ask of ourselves. And if we find some area of our teaching to be false, this is a very challenging word for us to 
uh, repent, to turn, and to teach differently. Um, that is not an easy thing for most people to do, to evaluate themselves uh, candidly. Uh, and even when we have the courage to do so, it, it, can, it can be hard to do. Um, well, friends, uh, since I'm teaching, uh, let me encourage you as you are evaluating uh, the teaching of Jesus, the teaching you hear and the teaching you give, to look to the person of Jesus, Jesus himself. Not simply what he teaches, but the way he lived. The fact that he laid down his life for you and your salvation that you might experience the kingdom of heaven. And that you would take that with you this day. Uh, Let me close us with the word of prayer as you go about your day. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would bless us as we uh, go about whatever may be next. If we're traveling to carry us safely. If we're exercising to grow stronger. But above all things, um, to adhere to the true teacher, your son Jesus, uh, who gave his life on the cross for us and that we would give our lives for others. We do pray in his name. Amen.